You are listening to the Noisy Narratives podcast, a podcast produced by the Women of First Ministries at Frisco First Baptist Church in Frisco, Texas. Here at Noisy Narratives, we like to cut through the noise of our stories and get to the heart of what really matters. We hope you are blessed by what we share. Thank you so much for listening. Isn't it amazing? Hello, everyone. Welcome to Noisy Narratives. This is Debbie, and I'm here with Christy, and we'll go ahead and say Laura, too, because we I'm are here. She's here. We're so she's excited. Back. Do we go the she's back? <laughs> and we'll tell we'll tell people why you're back if people are like, wait, where was she in the first place? But we'll get to that later. Yeah, I forgot yeah, that I was missing, too. You were missing in action for a little bit at the end of season two. You let us ha- just kind of hang there. And we have so many questions. Oh, great. <laughs> So we, um, this is the opening, the opener, the season three opener, season three Three opener. opener. Mm -hmm. We're super excited about it. Cue the confetti. Yes. The the party. (laughs) I can't believe we've made it three seasons. Like, and we even have a lot of episodes in our Mm -hmm. seasons. We're not doing those truncated eight to 10 episode things. We're still doing the full blown. We are. And we've gotten advice that we should, people don't listen if it's 50 minutes. We've gotten that a couple of times. Oh, it needs why to be shorter? Th- yeah. Why do you do 50 minutes? Because well, it just gets outside good after yes. 20 or 30 minutes. And that's from people outside because it's funny. And and I know a lot of people have said they love the whole 55 minute. There's one. literally three women talking. I don't know how you can get it under 50 minutes. <laughs> I don't even. <laughs> However, I, don't I also agree. Minutes. It's hard to. <laughs> To go the whole go time? 50 minutes, yes. So do you pause it and then go back to it later? Or yes. If, yeah. See, that's what I do is if it, I just pause it and I look forward to finishing the conversation yes. on the podcast I enjoy. But it may lose you too. I guess that's so, maybe. True. But I'm like, I don't know how. You, it is just getting good after like 25 minutes. So what's mm-hmm. the I, 35 is? I think they say 20 minutes is like ideal, ideal? for, for podcast. 20. Oh. But I the ones I listen to are all 50 to two hours. Mine too. But I don't. Like, I don't sit there and go, oh, I'm going to sit here for two hours. Like, I'll either. go back and listen. Exactly. Because I'm listening for content, not yep. so much entertainment. And I think there's, we're both, right? I think we're a combination. Yeah, but I'm we're definitely a lot of, listening for entertainment. Yeah, entertainment I, say, I don't know how content. much content. <laughs> People want to know about yes. us. They want to know what we have to say. Don't call me if you just want to talk less than 20 minutes. Right. I don't have it in me. I don't have it in me. I'm going to hang up on you. But season three, though, um... We're going to start out this season talking to our church staff in a lot of ways, doing intermingling other things too, but it's going to be really cool because I think people are going to learn, number one, if you attend here at Frisco First, you're going to learn a lot about our staff, which is awesome. You're going to learn things you did not know. If you do not attend here, you're going to learn what it means to be in ministry. You're going to hear testimonies. You're going to hear lives changed and um, either way, I just think it'll be really cool. I'm looking forward to putting those out because we've, we even, those of us who've worked together a long time, learned things about each other cry. we didn't know. And they cry. They cry. Very they do People cry. cry. We've made people yes. cry. We have. We've even made, Which has gr- been cool. we've made grown men cry. Grown men cry. Is that something Is that to brag about? We're supposed to Can we call them out? <laughs> no, finally. Thank you for crying. Thank you, you for finally. You have to listen. You have to listen every week to hear the criers. But so many people, too, no. wonder what certain people do at our church. Like, we all know what Chuck yeah. does. But then you might be like, what does this person do? What does this person do? And so that's one of the questions that we do ask. Yeah. Tell us what you, tell us what you do. And it's funny awesome. how you have kind of an idea of the box of your job, but yep. then you find out everybody's 
It's still, a church. So you're all intermingled in yeah. different ways, right? I mean. Some of them say, I'm still trying to figure it out. Too. That's right. So we're like, I'm still trying to figure mm-hmm. out exactly what I do. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So that'll be fun. So we're mm-hmm. excited. But first thing up, Laura, what everyone's been waiting for, I think we should do this first. <laughs> we need to hear Laura update first, don't you think? Oh, That's what yes. people have been on the pins and needles about. They want to know we last where you, you are because you left us hanging with the budget conversation. Yes. Like you guys like were up in the air, like having a hard time. It wasn't even budget. It was like bill. Like you're yes. still married. So people need to go back married. to go back and listen to our, um, season two episodes when Laura was on it. And it pretty much started what back in November, December, I, maybe I those, it out. maybe that for good reason, but we would have great conversations about bill and the budget and they went hand in hand a hundred percent. So update us now. Cause for some people, they want to know that y'all are still married. And we first bill is married. Laura's husband and they yes. are happily married still. Yes. yes that's happily what Chris want to make sure everybody knew seasons, people seasons. seasons. <laughs> we all have the up and down seasons. <laughs> yes. I think that I talk about the little sign that says, I love us. And then I put face yes, down. Yes. Yes. About that. Uh-huh. Yes. It is currently face up. So it is. That's a good sign. It is up. So yes. he, does he know the status of things? The season you're daily, the daily season uh, no. you're in, if he walks in and the, is this is a sign is down or he's, I love us sign is down. He's still male. So no, he's not he doesn't up notice on that. stuff. <laughs> And I'm still female, so I will tell him. <laughs> Do you notice the sign is down? Um, no, he does not notice those things. Um, but it makes you feel I, better. I bring the yes. I'm. It, it makes I. I have some closure. Mm-hmm. Kind of like writing that letter that you never send and you yeah. trash it. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like what mm-hmm. that is for me. Um, we are good. We are great. I. I don't want to jinx it, but. Um, Oh, I feel like sometimes when something's going a little bit sideways in your life that has nothing to do with your family, immediate family, or maybe even the people who you work with, if it's reversed, that those people who are closer to you sometimes can get the brunt, brunt. of a little bit of the... That is so true. Yeah. Because you can't just turn yourself off emotionally from one thing to the part. Well, you can start doing that, but it that bleeds into everything too. Right. And so you're right. I mean, I don't... And yeah, I can't right. say like, you're on your period because then yeah. I'd be like, I am not you know, <laughs> yeah. but men know have that. those. Yeah. I mean, not period, period, but they right. have monthly hormones. Because if imbalances. I said it's something, it's something at work or whatever, then that would be like a bad thing. That wouldn't be, mm-hmm. but, but you were going through a thing financially yes. and Bill was harping on that, pushing on that, putting pressure on everybody in the family to cut yes. down on what they were spending. And that was creating. There was oh, even spreadsheets tension. that were created. Oh, the horse that died. Was, oh, and the horse. Oh, that really. That's died. a huge yes. update. <gasps> right? I don't know. Yeah. Wait, but no. the horse died? Yeah. Yes, the horse. No, the horse no. had died, but no one knows the backstory on the horse that Kate's We riding. did talk about riding, though. Yeah, but I don't we think... did because we talked about Bill wanting to possibly not do this, pay for that anymore. And you're like, you can't cut that out of oh, okay, your life. Yes, because okay. he was playing golf yes. and golf was as, mm-hmm. as expensive as a car payment, yeah. as expensive as a horse, the barn. It was who is going <gasps> to get died. to do their thing is what it was yes. starting to sound like is whose thing because yes. we couldn't do all the things. So, so, so what happened? Dies. Yes, we did not take away the horse. However, super sad, in March, spring break, the horse passed. Oh, it But it's really sad. super sad. Not for Bill. F- not for Bill. For the other three for, people in the home. <laughs> for Kate, for sure, too. Bill was 
silently doing a happy dance. Yes, he was. So we did have to kind of slap him around a little bit to make sure that he... Demonstrate the empathy yes. that's required in yes. that situation. Get right, right now. Your daughter is in tears. Um, so that was sad. However, the good things that come out of that were financially good. But um, yes, so oh, overall, very sad. We can't, we're not going to... She's so a she's senior. not going to get another horse then. Yeah, because she's, she's a senior. Mm. Like, it's not something that she's going to do in college. Okay. God willing, we get in to a f- university. Um, she's probably not going to do writing. So it wasn't something that was, like, going to continue unless she gets a job that's, you know, mm-hmm. has some uh, financial stability there that allows then she for can horse do that riding. for herself, sure. maybe. Yeah. yeah. So we didn't know what we were going to do with a horse after graduation anyway so this I, I wish it, he had held on maybe nine months longer mm. than he did but that's okay she was she's still doing some riding she's just not riding like her own horse and doing mm-hmm. shows and stuff so she is babysitting and filling up her time for sure mm. um investing in all things church related and all things um you know, family stuff. So she's having a good time. She's having a good senior year, but yeah, that helped. Um, but yeah, before that budget wise, I did start subbing, but that didn't happen until the end of the year. Mm -hmm. That was like the last couple of months, like April, May, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think when he started getting a little bit more right with work people and work issues, that always helps because when he's stressed and worried, then obviously that comes on us. And I'm yeah. like, wait, mm-hmm. yeah. the budget has not changed. So why is this changing? Yeah. So that helped. So um, y'all are doing better. Yeah, for Good. sure. Yeah. You're not making Excel spreadsheets and comparing them. No. I mean, I still have it. Like I'll bust it out again whenever, but. Okay. Well, that's a good update. He's being sweeter. That's yes. Good. So did the conversation, like as you guys are trying to figure out what things to drop and what things to keep, did you include the kids in those conversations? How do you decide? That's always hard to admit for for me. Yes. I would say no, not the big major conversations Mm -hmm. for sure. If it got like heated a little bit, but yeah, it's hard not to not include them. Yeah. It's hard to not, it's hard to not include them. Well, their stuff is so expensive. Yeah. They get older. I mean, they are expensive Mm -hmm. and their stuff is expensive. But then when you start actually bringing stuff up, like I don't really need self-service or I don't need... Paramount or plus yeah, or the whatever. streaming. I don't yes. need all these streaming right. things. When Pick you start getting down out. Yes. But then he'll say things like, Well, that's not gonna make that big of a difference. Or, you know, he'd be like, I'm not giving up that. He does hard he he is my pool man still, so he's doing a great job. Taking care guy. of the pool so you're yes. not having to pay somebody yes. else to do the pool. That's wonderful. Yeah. But then when he brings up like paramount plus and i say well remember we have like 499 a month it's crazy but there's that one show whatever that show is i I can't even think of it now but that you want to watch on either and it's never one streaming service it's when you add them all up sure well i just got the issue the other day and then i have been telling myself and i wanted to watch it for one show yeah i watched the one show and then i'm like delete it delete it delete Mm -hmm. it because i'm gonna get Mm -hmm. so mad if it pings the account or another 7.99 well it's 4.99 because i got a discount but i was like "Uh -uh, i'm gonna be mad so i had to tell myself and you can for two days and it's delete, not, you don't delete. have to have it for a certain amount of time. You can oh. have it for a couple of months and then drop it, right? You can have and it then for add, a, drop. And two you days. add it back uh, the next season for your show when yes, it comes back. I had it for yeah. two days. And they got to know people are just going to be doing that all the time. Sure. All the time. They're going to do it and then 
binge watch their show and but then there's more it. people that forget yes. the more people like it's me. just like a gift card uh-huh. that's why yes. gift cards are so great because you buy the gift card thinking that's a great yes. deal but and then, then you, you forget, forget to, use to drop it, it. yeah because it's so to... annoying to have to go into roku yeah. type in your password and your username yeah. and go and delete it yeah, yeah. first world problems. yep it is first world Stupid, problems really oh my, On my part i'm complaining about it i did it peacock's gone Okay, oh, well, that's I a know. good update. Thank you. Yes, love Bill. I'm oh. doing heart hands for those oh, of you that can't you see. Are. You are. Yes. Right. Okay, let's dive into things that are taking place around this area. Library books. Yes, we were. We let's had a list there. of things we were going to talk about. Okay, but a lot and of people don't know about it. And this is all over the country, but it's particular in certain areas on school boards. Yes, I think in the spirit of back to school. In the spirit of back to school, the kids are all back. We yeah. thought, what are some things that are ongoing that are impacting back to school? And this was the biggie, right, I think, that popped up. So, Laura, do you want to explain it? Like, or what do you think? Do you know what's uh, going on? I mean, I can censoring. Tell you, yeah. Well, okay, how about this? Let's go from library. last year, or in January of this year, Prosper okay. um, School Board, was uh, they pulled 82 books from libraries, deeming them to be sexually graphic, violent, and inappropriate for children. So I remember when a friend said, have you heard what's going on up in Prosper? And I was like, nope, I have no idea. And then the same thing's slowly taking place in Frisco. I don't know how much, how I mean, to be sexually graphic, the ones that I saw that were sexually graphic were horrifically sexually graphic. That if I thought Gentry just happened to pull that book off and see that, I would be... So I do think we need to though, disseminate between what's in elementary, elementary, what's in middle, what's in high school. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So it's because Gentry's all, you got your K through fifth libraries, yeah. right? You've got your sixth through eighth. You've got your ninth through 12th mm-hmm. and all the librarians, because they can't read every single book, what they typically depend on, especially in middle and high school. I think it's easier for the librarians, obviously to read the elementary ones, but um, they depend on the vendors, right? So they go to the vendors, the vendors offer kind of this, variety of books they say seem to be going to school libraries they're updating authors they're constantly adding contributing they'll give you free books based on how many you buy of certain you know and there are certain publications that they represent mm-hmm. that kind of thing so librarians will make will make their selection of books based a lot of times on those and reviews and they go to their library you know, um, groups that they're parts of and they get suggestions. And so then they make the recommendations, they make their purchases and they put them on their shelves. So a lot of times librarians have not read, I would mm-hmm. say all librarians have not read all the books in mm-hmm. their middle and high school libraries and elementary school, probably in elementary school too. They haven't oh, like, yeah. it's just impossible. Our librarian said she has not. Right. They, and so I, so then what happens is there is an avenue for which, and this is where maybe as we talk, we diverge on kind of our thought processes depending on what we think. There is an avenue by which parents can put forward their um, thoughts or opinions on a particular book. Then it can be pulled and independently reviewed. So that's always been there. So for whatever reason, at this particular point in time, the outcry has gotten big enough to where they've said that process, I guess, is no longer enough or they don't like it. Hmm. Is what I'm getting. So then... Parents have gone to school boards. They've had an uproar. So it's resulted in these mass pullings of books for independent review. And some get put back on shelves. Some don't. But they're Depending. still reviewing them. They're, they are. They've pulled a lot of them. 
um, to be reviewed, um, you know, and then they decide if they're going to be put back. So here's, Mm. but here's the question is who decides what is graphic? Who decides what's explicit? And that decides what's age appropriate changes that it kind of moves. It's supposed to be based on the school board, right? The school board's supposed right, to be kind of. Right, but what you deem as graphic There's no, is yes, absolutely. A little bit more And then you open. get into the the issues of people's opinions as far as like what's okay. Not graphic, like for example, the LGBTQIA kind of question. Is it okay to have an LGBTQ relationship, but it not be graphic, that means you need to leave the book on the shelf. And there's been parents who have been upset about that because they don't want that book left on the shelf. And they're like, well, it's, there's nothing explicit about it, hmm. but they don't like the relationship itself being represented in elementary material. Mm-hmm. Or even a kid that struggles with that. Like there's a book that something about um, something pants where it's a boy wanting to be a girl transgender mm-hmm. at the elementary age. And so do you want your kids? But there's nothing explicit about the material. Right. Right. And so then that's the question then is how does that line drawn? And that's where I think because maybe, I don't know if it's because of how I grew up or what it is. I think I diverge from a lot of parents' thoughts on that. Um, But parents in all the, in different school districts, especially conservative ones, don't want that type of book on the shelf Hmm. um, at all. More of the coming of age type Mm -hmm. things. And so... Anyway, it's created big time conversations, mm-hmm. but what do y'all think about that? But it, here's another question. Has it created big time conversations? Where is it created big time conversations? Yeah. Good question. Cause I would say, I, I don't know much about it. I don't know how much of a big, or other people that are hot on it or they've ex, been so exposed to it. Missed. I didn't even say that word, right? Is it conversations or is it just, I'm angry. I'm going to school boards and I'm yelling. Hmm. Or I'm angry, I'm going to librarian, I'm yelling. So librarians, I've talked to a couple of librarians who have felt very attacked. Are they that passionate that. about if there's a paragraph in a book that's not explicit, but maybe it has like the F word in like one mm-hmm. sentence? Are they that passionate about that book as they are about, for, for again, talking about young yeah. elementary? I mean, that's a good question, I think. Because now on TV, there's definitely, yeah. you can say, you almost can't say Jesus <laughs> yeah. in a certain context, but you can say a lot of other mm-hmm. curse words. But see, I think it's the, and, and this is where I guess my pushback comes a little bit. I think it's those blanket statements that get us in trouble though. Like this happens, this happens. And then you ask like specifics. Well, tell me a specific, like you're saying a specific book. Tell me a specific occasion where you've seen that happen. Where is that happening here? And so part of the issue I had was in Frisco, they were already using the appropriate avenue and books did get pulled appropriately. Then And people knew that. Mm-hmm. And they still got mad and attacked the district anyway because they wanted the issue itself. Hmm. was a part of that collective, I'll say my word, collective effervescence is what it was, was my word. Oh, effervescence. effervescence. Collective effervescence oh. is like my word of the week or whatever because it's, this collective brain we start using without thinking independently oh, going critically thinking critically thinking we do not know how it. to do that and instead of getting like pulled into the issue of the day and allowing ourselves to be influenced by the mob for lack of a better word the people around us um, in such a way that maybe doesn't allow us to think clearly anymore hmm. then that comes across right in our socials and in our interactions with teachers with librarians with school board members 
you know, because I know our superintendent put out a, mm-hmm. he put out a statement. He did. About it because he said this issue had been solved and they still, people were still angry even though they knew it and they wanted the issue itself. And I, I happen to agree with them about that part. I don't, I just don't think that was very kind or nice. On the people, on the movement. Yes, on the movement itself. I was like, use the avenues open to you. You don't have to yell (laughs) all the time. But people are mad because there are books that should not have been in our kids' libraries. I mean, I think we can own that. Yes. Right? Yes, but everything is relative, too. Not everything. Not everything. There is is. still pornography versus not. But even that line has... So then the question is you have to deem what is appropriate, what is inappropriate for that age group. I know. And that's, that's a hard, I mean, you can talk about rape and things like that at the high school level. I feel like, like my kids could have that conversation or should be Mm -hmm. exposed to that happening. Mm -hmm. I don't think Gentry K needs to know anything about that. No. So those, yeah, those aren't in the elementary Mm -hmm. schools. Right. And so then the question is though, there's parents that are angry about the types of books you're talking about. Yeah. Even in the high school level. Where you handle those hard conversations in a reality-based situation where someone, like a character in the book, is actually going through it. Mm-hmm. Versus a biographical, you know, autobiography mm-hmm. where they're reading it like it happened to me. And there's a distance from kind of the person in a way when you're reading it in a novel, it becomes very much alive to people, right? And so people don't like that. With They don't like their kids to walk through that experience. Even at high school, I'm finding I just feel like the more knowledge that you have, again, this is yes. different ages, but it's it goes back to your parents a little bit and just your, like we used to always say when they were little, I hate that he did that, but I had a teaching moment. Mm-hmm. For sure. And so yeah. if there was a book that they read, if if I knew about it, if I was an involved parent enough to know what you're reading, or if the child was comfortable enough to ask the question to the parents, mm-hmm. then boom, we have a teachable moment. We can talk right. about it as a family. We can talk about, um, you know, what does the Bible say about this? What does scripture say? What do we say? What do we think? What does next door neighbor think? What does the author of the book think? So where do you go do if that. a parent says, I feel like my kid would hide all that from me. So they're trying to police it. They probably and will. Some they will. They will. Yeah, Mine some do. Will. Mine hide things from me. Absolutely. Some so how do you it. get over the anxiety of that, of knowing you're not going to well, know con- everything? That's a control element, right? You're trying to control what your kids intake and outtake. I don't know. I'm a control freak. And you a have to, but you have to be freak. as a you're recovering also, control freak. You are control, but you, you are Very open much. enough to want, you talk about everything. So I don't think your kids are, um, or the kids you come in contact with are scared of talking to you about something. So I think that that helps too. So yes. If, if but your I've kids had to learn a- to get that way. I think my older might be a little bit more nervous about bringing things to me. Because, oh my gosh, mom's going to flip out. Oh my gosh, mom's going to do it. Yes. Where the other two are like, well, I mean, she'll do it. But that's just how she is. Or she doesn't do it. They haven't seen me do it. The other two things have happened in our life where I have handled it poorly. Not social media poorly, but I probably could have done a better job of handling it. And so they kind of have you know, post-traumatic stress from, oh, if we bring something to mom, she's going to go do this. Where I've had to learn, like, you can bring it to me. I'm not going to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. I've learned I'm not going to do that. That was stupid. My bad. Mm-hmm. I've had to own it and say, this is what I'm going to do. We're going to handle it in-house. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about it here. But I did, mm-hmm. back to the book thing, though. Yeah. And I think I, we mentioned this before, but um, there was a book that one of the kids had to read in high school last year. And I remember, and I never look at what they read. Mm-hmm. I'm the parent that never, great, you're reading. Okay. I 
don't even think like I guess I trust the system I don't know but um for some reason it came across I didn't like the title I dove into it and then I had some family members like hey y'all read this too I mean not read it but look into it Am yeah I crazy? read it with them and they were like there's no way this kid should be reading that mm. so I emailed the teacher and just said hey I don't want kid to read book she was like can you tell me why and I remember having one family member be like she does you don't have to tell her why I said, I know, but I'm going to be nice and tell mm-hmm. her why. And mm-hmm. I just spelled out probably bullet point, 10 things on why I didn't want said kid to read the book. Mm. And then that kid was really mad because mm. they did things in class that that kid couldn't do because they're not reading that book. Mm. But I was mm-hmm. like, no, I don't, I'm, yeah, I'm good. I'm sure you're reading other things. You see other things. You don't need to. And I didn't like, I'm sure I didn't know where that conversation would go in the classroom. I was intrigued by it, but. I just didn't think that. And this kid. is high school or middle high school. Can you say this yeah, is high, I guess school. high school? Yeah. Okay. We have two options for high school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I just didn't know high, high That school. matters, right, too, though. Yeah. Because I think we would then, I think probably. But I think our high school is pushing everybody, certain things to be read. But, I th- but that's always been the case. Always. High schools have always, high schools and college have always, always pushed the envelope when it comes to literary yes. works. Yes. Always. The envelope, what's in the envelope has changed over the years. But high school and college material has always yeah. been, had some questionable element to it. So I'll just tell you one of my brief stories was when I was in England. Um, you know, we didn't, I didn't go to school with any believers. Nobody, none of my teachers were Christians. It was a very different place, but... We did all the Shakespeare stuff. And if you really get into symbolism of Shakespeare and understand mm-hmm. what it really means, there's some mm-hmm. dark, crazy, crazy, sexually depraved yeah. stuff going on in those. And so we went in depth in all of that. I mean, mm-hmm. we knew the symbolism. Our teacher did not hold back. Mm-hmm. But he, we were doing Macbeth, and he wanted to show, he was going to show the Roman Polanski version of the Macbeth movie, which has all the nudity and all that stuff in it. And, you know, I'm 15. We're all 15. And so I told my parents, and my dad's a missionary. I mean, he's a Christian. He's like, oh, I don't know about that. Wait, time out. Were yeah. they, did they ask for your parents' permission to show that to you before? They just told us it was coming up. Told you, but not the parents. Nope. Not the parents. Nothing. I'd be livid if my kid was watching nudity. Thank you. I was trying to say other words. But this is England. Movies. It wasn't the I same. I know. Now, I don't, things may have changed. I mean, this is like mm-hmm. 30 years ago, right? Mm-hmm. But that's where we were. And so... I told my parents, my dad was like, I'm not sure. I may need to talk to your teacher. And so he went in, he set up a meeting. I still remember Mr. Stonehouse. He was one of my mm. favorite teachers. Total atheist was very open and clear about that. Um, but my dad met with him. They talked about it. He said, this is why I want to do it. It's the closest version to the actual movie. And I don't feel like we should have to shield the kids from all this stuff. I mean, this is the, what Shakespeare wanted it to be. And there's some worth in the grittiness of it and the depravity of it, he said, in studying that and comparing it to the actual works of Shakespeare. Um, and so my dad came home from that conversation and he had looked at me and he said, what do you think? And I was like, I want to watch it. I don't want to stand out from the class. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I was like, and I love English was my favorite subject, mm-hmm. English yep. and history. I'm mm-hmm. a writer. I'm a yeah. reader. I get into the sim- symbolism mm-hmm. of things. He goes, okay, I'm leaving it up to you. Mm-hmm. So he let me. Yeah. And so I did with the rest of the class. Now, what's interesting is later on, after that, we were supposed to give speeches and have debates about where Shakespeare was wrong and where he was right. Mm-hmm. And then the reasoning behind it, whatever. So he told me I could share the mm-hmm. gospel in my speech. 
he said I could share my testimony because wow. I talked to him about it ahead of time. Anyway, he loved our family. I had him for two years. He thought our family, my dad was the best. I don't know what ended up happening to him, but my dad shared the gospel with him. Mm-hmm. I was part of that class, you know? So I feel like sometimes we miss opportunities mm-hmm. to demonstrate to our kids how to engage in a very depraved world in a way that's meaningful and actually helps them understand how to engage in material that is horrible, mm. um, but help them think independently and not get engaged mm-hmm. in this. Well, you shouldn't do this. You shouldn't do this from other people, but actually mm-hmm. think. Because I know world. other missionaries would look at my dad and go, you're crazy. But I also know other missionary families who have been absolutely horribly changed because of the tightness of their unit. Like they protected them so much that they really struggle engaging in the world. And it also is your age. Like you said, you weren't third grade. I, exactly. You, that makes a big yes, difference. Yes. He would not have let my yeah. sister eight years younger than me see it. Right. For sure. When you did watch it, were you like shocked? Was there any oh, yeah. moments you were I like, still have, ah, there's scenes in my head I still remember. Okay. That because oh. it was shocking. Oh, yeah. It was shocking. Now I want to and so, <laughs> because I mean, for list. me, it wouldn't have the same shock value now, obviously, but yeah. it was very Game of Throny. If yeah. like, and I don't watch that because I can't stand that yeah. stuff. So yeah, it was, there was the witches and, you know, and they're naked as they're doing their spells and all this huh. kind of stuff. And, oh, wow. you know, so it, there's certain things in it that, yeah. Yeah. that still for sure. But if you go back, cause it's similar to this same thing with said kid and yes. book at high school. Yeah. That kid didn't want to be the one that didn't participate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they make their decisions based on not content, not intellect, but I don't want to be left out. I don't want to be the mm-hmm. one that's but not I think showing up. In- and I think there's mm-hmm. an element of truth to that. I think mm-hmm. you have to watch that too, yeah. right? That's its own kind of collective effervescence, for lack of a better word. I think for me, though, with our kids, is because we went through similar situations, right? I have two that have gone through high school, still in the middle. It was more of how are you going to engage with the information? So I want you to have these conversations with me Mm -hmm. and I want you to listen to other people, but I want you to understand what you're filtering everything through. So it was, again, it was an opportunity for us to just teach how to filter Mm -hmm. bad information and bad content well. Mm -hmm. And so, and I can't do that if the, if the first time that they're engaging with that material is when they're in college. Mm -hmm. So I felt like high school were the four years and that's what my dad did pretty well. Those were the years they're there. And I can help them learn how to filter this material. So well. did your dad watch that movie with you? No, because I watched it at school. I know, but he but was he like, let's watch it, watch it at he, home he didn't and talk watch about it. it. No. So we didn't but we talked about it. Oh, no, we talked about it. Oh, so and so he it, looked, and y'all spoke mm-hmm. about it. Exactly. He knew. He was like, I don't need to see that. Yeah. <laughs> he, I mean, it was, I can't remember if he watched it himself, but we talked about it a lot. It is funny that sometimes that stuff like that, that nudity or even a curse word, sometimes you're like, okay, we get it. Like it takes away from yeah. it's Shakespeare is like, maybe like this is how it was intended, but mm-hmm. sometimes you watch it and you're like, I didn't need to see that right. to get what you Well, think about the biblical, all the stories that we share with our kids that we shield them from the absolutely horrible and horrific real tones of certain stories in the Bible David until and they're old enough to understand like Noah. How many of our kids mm-hmm. understand who died in no? We're talking babies. Mm-hmm. We're talking women who were pregnant. We're talking families. We're, I mean, Everybody. the horror of that on an untotal earth. And we shield the kids from that, right, mm-hmm. until they're older. So I think there is, again, I think of times David and a place are perfect. Too, oh, for sure. The first time he sees him pull up his head. <laughs> yes. And <just> yep. <laughs> what? I'm like, yes. close your eyes. Uh-huh. Yes. 
I mean, you think about what Lot and his two daughters. I mean, there's uh-huh. so many awful, mm-hmm. awful things about because we're talking about people. Sure, it's definitely our rating. We're talking about people. Um, so I think for books, that's where I'm at too. Is what is it important that we demonstrate? This isn't good for kids and their brains and their minds, and they're reading this off on their own in a place by themselves. They're checking these library books out, and they're sitting somewhere. You don't even know they have them. Versus a book that you do in a class, that Mm. you do with a group, that it's on the reading list. As a parent, you know they're going to be reading it. You can have the conversation. Um, Because, again, that was one of the things in England. We had all kinds of library books. Oh, they were graphic, and I checked a bunch of those puppies out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, (laughs) because you're interested. You want to know what's going on. Even the exorcist, I remember hiding it underneath my bed. Yeah. The the exorcist, really? Uh Yeah, just to read it. Like I had a, my friend. I wonder where was, Kate gets it from, it. huh? <laughs> she, yeah, she I have a problem with stuff. it. I can't. No I, more. Yeah. But it reminds me of TikTok oh, and Instagram. Okay. Like yeah. you can't, you can't watch your kids' no. feed, but every once in a while you lean crazy. over their head and you're like, what yeah. are you looking at? Yeah, so it's just many cussing. So yeah. much, so, so much, much booty. Yeah. I mean, just heinies all over the place. Yeah. Swimsuit season, heinies. I mean, I know, I know. And I'm just like, what is happening? And I'll get on mine and my kids give me a hard time because I'll be like, oh, I'm going to get on TikTok. Actually, we've deleted it off of our phones recently, but I'll get on and China. scroll up. What are you, China? Totally. Um, scroll up and the kids are like, mom, what have you been looking at? Because look, if you have that on your phone, then you've been looking at something. And I'm like, yeah. I've legit have not been on this app in forever. And it comes up with stuff. Yeah, that your is, for you page. Uh, yes. Yeah, just inappropriate jokes. Yes. Yeah. All the things. Yeah. So it's all not, I mean, things. transfer from library books yeah. or library yeah. to on their phones. Yeah. It's all that same conversation. Yeah. I mean, and I do think they, I mean, <laughs> they, the accessibility of stuff that's horrible for these kids now is much different than it was when I was 15. Like this was a big it's, deal because it was totally one different. thing of not, I did not have access to very much stuff. Mm-hmm. Now no. these kids are flooded with it. Yeah. It's constant. So I do think that part of the issue with parents is just the sheer amount and the frustration of trying to figure out how to protect your kids is very, very hard. And Shakespeare's mm-hmm. time, too. I wonder if when he wrote that, if that's how it was intended, they're just, again, used to seeing boobage all yes. the time. Yeah. So it yeah. probably maybe not as shocking to them that's to true. hear curse words or see boobage or see booties bouncing. Mm-hmm. Like, nay, that's just how it was. Well, there's uh, other countries that are not oh, close. Right. You know, yeah. and it's. Now, just, in England, it was at that time of Shakespeare, you know, he was controversial in a way you know right I mean he was pushing the envelope himself as writers do and playwrights do and all the other kind of stuff and so I just I think there's an element of in our frustration we start we're failing to make distinctions that are important Mm -hmm. because we're just frustrated with the all around access that horrible things have into our kids Mm -hmm. and so in our frustration sometimes we're just lashing out at everything instead of stopping so they need to reel it in. We need and, to reel it in. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. And just be more deliberate. Where yeah. are you pointing that at? Like, yes. just be more deliberate in how you're doing that. So your kids aren't picking up on the fact you just want to avoid this altogether. They're not going to talk to you if you're going to lose your mind. That's right. And if you're going to start some kind of big cause, you know, and end up, yeah, you know, doing, they're just, they're not going to want to engage with you on that. So, so that's re- my perspective. No, but it's anyway, a good one. Sorry. But it, and it reminds me of a situation that's popped up recently. So we offer a family support group for um, family members that are same-sex attracted or gender-related issues. And so the families love it. We don't have any of the kids there, but it's family members. So we're supporting, we're helping them figure out how to love 
them through, through this, this just, kind of they have a disagreement about yes, this in some ways yes not, yeah like so it's crazy. for some of them they're mourning the loss that they will not have grandkids that their sons or daughters are walking down a path that biblically is not what god intended for them to do and um but we've had one lady older that doesn't feel like we are doing this like we are condoning we're allowing we are saying it is okay for these kids to do this and i have spoken we've emailed multiple times and she is just shocked that you have a support group that we have a support group because what she would like to say is just stand up and tell like kick them out of your house tell them that they're gone she doesn't believe that the church should acknowledge it acknowledge it she and she call it a mental health issue and that she is shocked that this church is loving, is, is supporting family well, members. And it, I had to say, just FYI, we are not supporting the people that are in this lifestyle right now. We're supporting their family members, where it's an ex-husband, an ex-wife, a mom and dad, grandparents, sisters that are trying to go, how does Jesus love these people right now? How does Jesus love this person that I love, but is choosing a lifestyle that's Jesus says, God says, it's not right. It's walking in sin. It's not great. You know, it's not the, what he intended, but this sweet lady is having the hardest time going. The church should not be doing that. That is not the church's job. That's a tough one. Cause you not do support and love the person who's going job. through it. <laughs> Chrissy's pointing me like I knew Debbie would have a hard time with that. No, I think you're processing because this <laughs> is like, way. you're like, this should be the church's job. Yes. yes. But she is so adamant that this should not be Grant, She does not go to church here. She comes here just for Bible study. But I mean, emails have gone back and forth and I'm, I am so, but she is mad at everything. Yeah. That's my point. Yes. Is that she is mad that Frisco is allowing for stuff to happen. She's yeah. allowing, she's mad that the FAC now has, you know, bathrooms. She's mad at all <laughs> this other stuff. So yes. what is she? She is zoning on me Yep. and yep. this ministry exactly. and not really our church, but really me and her Bible study leader. And she is just. Yes. Coming at us hard. And I think that's what's hard. What you're talking about there, I think that's happening a lot. And I think as the church, one of our jobs is not only to continue our ministry the way God's told us, gifted us with church community ministry, yep. but also to look at our people and say, your anger pointed in all these directions is actually not okay. Right. This is not how a believer responds to the world. It's also not helpful. It's not helpful. It's not kind. It does demonstrate help. fruit of the spirits, mm-hmm. fruit of the spirit. So, but it was Laura's so saying is you go ahead. Well, I was going to say, it's so easy to take what she's doing and you take it personally. Correct. Yeah, I mean, I'm so point. thankful for like yeah. the days of my crazy volleyball parents yeah. that would come at me and my boss would be like, don't take it personal. Don't take yeah. it personal. There's other things happening in their life. There's other things going on. This, this, there can no way be about their daughter's playtime. Their marriage is bad. Their finances are, you've got to say that there's something mm-hmm. else going on. That's why they're mm-hmm. coming at you. And I, I mean, when I was talking to a leader yesterday, I just had to tell her, this is not about you. This is not about you. There's something else going on. You are just the person that's getting the brunt of it. And we have to just continue to love her well mm-hmm. and not get mad at her. Yes. And she can choose to handle the fact she does not like Animation. that ministry how yes. she wants. I mean, she, That's exactly that right. is a choice she can make. And so all we can do is respond well even to that because she also is a part of our ministry right. is responding to her well. Like, 
So Laura's so, saying it's not helpful when you're that angry. So yeah. what is helpful? I would love to know. know like we're saying it's not helpful. What is helpful? It doesn't help further the like the kingdom and the loving and the building up of one another. It's like doing right. the opposite. Yeah. Yes, the tearing down. Yes. Yeah. But down. she said point. that Jesus, I wish I could read you this part of the email, but she said that Jesus came to judge and he judged um, people. Anyway, she was missing them. But he mark. also had breakfast with them. Right. And loved them well and sat with them. And I, I even was like, I would challenge what he actually did. I wouldn't say that Jesus came and called out everybody's sin because I think of the Samaritan woman. Mm-hmm. He didn't call out her sin he just said sin no more like go and sin no more he said well how many what's going on he didn't get in the trenches mm-hmm. with her he, he just said he knew he knew but well, i'm wondering why if even if she thinks jesus came to judge why does she think then we're here to judge what how does that that's translate a, that's to us great that's anyway, a great question even mm-hmm. if you do think that that doesn't mean that that's our role that's right mm-hmm. and so i think what's hard too again it's the specifics it's the getting down and i i do feel very um I feel a little, a lot of sympathy and empathy for people in that position because I feel like a lot of times they've grown up same here with very yes. close legalistic understanding of what it means to have a walk with. And the that's Lord. what we did yesterday yeah. on the phone. I said we have to realize this is where she's at, where she's been, yeah. where she she referenced her church and kind of going this probably you know different things in her mm-hmm. church. But if and, there's a belief that it is a mental health issue. Because there's lots of things that could be mental health issues. If that is her belief, that you don't help that person or that family by saying, just cut off and done. Sin, bye. But that makes it easier for some people to not be engaged in that issue. Because if you say it's mental health, a lot of people are of the understanding if it's mental health, it doesn't belong to the church. Because to them, that's easier, right? And my thinking is everything. Where is the cross in that thought process? I know. Where is Jesus? How can someone think that? Yeah, but there's a lot of people that do. Well, yeah, we're speaking of one right now. This is what she said. When I'm not, um, Jesus loved people, but he did not accept their sin. Jesus judged constantly between good and evil, right and wrong, truth and lies. We are called to be, not to be part of this world. Which there's so much in that little statement. Yeah. But she is right. We're, we're not called to be part of this world. We're called to stand out. But, but we're all sinners. Yeah. So you, if you if Jesus is not accepting of anyone's sin, then she, she, she might as well include the entire population in your, well, they should be cut off. From the beginning of the, the world till now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, not just right now, us. like where we sit we're on September. All yes, we're all, we go back to but that. But I think to change that for her means her whole world gets turned upside down. Thought process. The whole thing. The way she views God, which goes to how do you view God? Yeah. What is your view of God and how high level or how low or how extreme one way or the other is your view of God? And how do you think God's calling you to exercise your faith? Because if you think you're called to exercise your faith by yelling, getting books banned, not allowing, by pushing back on groups in the church that are supporting family family members who are struggling with whatever issue it is if that's your idea of what you think is exercising your faith then at some point that's going to get turned on its head I mean because I think there's always going to be something that you're going to be mad at 
So how long do you sustain that? I mean, like you're the rest of your life. I mean, you will constantly be angry. Like you're saying, the world is a mess. It's a mess. Like, but there are people that like to be angry. Well, and God like doesn't change. God doesn't change, but humanity does. We have, there are things that we have thought were okay in whatever our past. Context. Yes. That they like slavery. They would quote scripture for this. Yeah. So God is not changing, but humanity is, is, is being evil. Is like change. we are. Yes. All the time. And realizing it's about love and Oh, Oh, that's love. Oh, that actually is. Oh, when he says love, he oh, means that really it does mean everyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He does. Mean and it. I think that's a good point to say, Hey, when I get, when I get in a point where I am so angry and so mad, take a step back, Lord, open my eyes to see what you want me to see. That's, that's right. Based in the Bible. And then help me go, what is right and what is wrong? And then do I really need to speak to what is wrong or do I just need to live to according what is right? Yeah. I think too many people speak to what is wrong and it just goes out into this big bubble of nastiness because mm-hmm. they're not speaking from a kind, gentle, loving place. And we think our job mm-hmm. is to make the world live like God's calling us to live. Say that again. We think our job sometimes is to make the world do things to make the world to live the way God's calling us to live. And I was like, that's not even what God's calling us to do. So like, like your Facebook feed, let's use as an example. But he's calling someone else to something different than he's calling you to. Well, and he's, the people outside of the church are not going to act like the church. They're not going to have oh, the yeah, same values about. that we are. They're not going to understand. The people inside the church the are going to stray. <laughs> yes. I mean, and so the, the thought that our job here is to make everybody act and respond the way we like because Jesus says this is the right. It's just not, it's nope. not correct. We're nope. supposed to be dying to the fact that we want to share the gospel with and other point people. them to him. Absolutely. Yes. He's that's the answer. Yes, that's right. And he's going to talk to them differently that's right. than he's talking to me. Yeah. To you. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I think that collective effervescent is a effervescence is a real issue. Let's go back to effervescence. Let's spell that, that like, first. Um, what are those little tablets that you put in the uh-huh, water? It is. And- Bubbles okay. in a liquid fizz. E-F-F-E-R-V-E-S-C-E-N-C-E. You just Correct. won Scrabble, by the way. So good job. <laughs> <laughs> but it also is vivacity and enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. So you used it in what terms? What did you use? Collective. Oh, so it's all the of collective us in part. this enthusiasm. The collective effervescence definition, it was actually created by a social, you know, it's a sociologist. Oh. And it's been actually looked at um, like with tribalism with around religion. So as a negative. And cults. I think of it as a positive. It can be a positive. <laughs> okay. It can be a positive if you're saying... This is something we're in together. Like a church always has an element of this, right? Right. For it to stay in unity. Like God would call it unity, right? In Mm -hmm. some ways. Mm -hmm. The collective effervescence part, though, means you're coming together. You're emotionally wrapped around something. And it causes harm when that emotion drives the behavior. Instead of um, the behavior being a part of that. Like it's part of my mind and my faith and my understanding of what, how I'm engaging with the world. Oh, wait, real fast. I like yeah. this. a sense of energy and harmony. People feel when they come together in a group around a shared purpose. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It can be a good thing. Mm-hmm. It's like it can be a good thing. It's a team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It can be unity. It's just a very fancy way of saying 
15. The problem is, is that it can get out of control. Mm -hmm. And then you have Twitter mobs, right? Then you have Mm -hmm. the yelling at the school boards because this group gets together and just... Where you have two opposite... Uh, opinions or sides yes. and each one of them has its own yeah. collective effervescence that's and right and got... now they're yelling at each other and they don't care who they take out because it's just being driven mm. by this this is so important they have to feel it all the time and if they lose that they lose a part of their identity right which you means... got to feel something yes. all the time all that's the time. a problem to feel it <laughs> and it like you said <laughs> if, it, if the whole nation is feeling the same thing and you're working towards a common goal it's great wonderful like we are going to start, Laura, just so you know, and you get to do this today, but you don't have to do it anytime after. Okay. We do lightning round questions with our guests. Awesome. So they're just five easy questions. They're super easy. Your eyebrows do that not need to be raised. Your eyes you? do not be. No, or we just that we just calls. created. And oh. you're going to be we a regular. <laughs> Laura's a regular guest, so we yeah. may have to change the questions, I guess, for her. Well, I thought we just ask her one time and then be done. <laughs> okay, we're done. So oh, sometimes we... they stay the same. Yeah, I figure they stay the same. Okay. What's the last show that you binge watched and loved? The last one that, I mean, honestly, Bill and I all say, like, we miss um, Downton Abbey because that was, like, such a great show. Like, the whole family could watch, mm-hmm. and Bill loved it. I, you know, yeah, who we'll knows? Watch it together. We can question it. He might come to that. Okay. Here's the next one. What is something that people often get wrong about you? <laughs> they actually <laughs> think I'm a natural blonde. <laughs> people actually think you're a natural no. blonde? See, no. See, <laughs> no. I am proud to show my Did you know now. that by a certain age, there really are no natural blondes? Because your hair turns You're gray. gray. Or brown. Brown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. That's what it's me. I was blonde yeah. growing up. Like anyone yeah, our yeah, age, brown. pretty much, you can guarantee they're not yeah. natural blonde. So you have not answered like, really either one nope. of them well. <laughs> I'm so we're killing it. Okay, <laughs> here it. we go. And the lightning round is going slow. <laughs> what is your biggest pet peeve? really doesn't bo- like pet peeve means that like, something bothers you yeah i don't know of many things that like really great because you're a chill person like, bother you me. are a chill yeah, person so yes and i'm kind of open which is probably why question number two people get wrong about me i don't know about that because i'm kind of open with whatever you are um pet peeve like I, like I'll correct your grammar, like, but it doesn't like bother me that you. Oh, but it used to. <laughs> no, oh, I don't feel like oh, it does. Yes, but I, but I'll correct it. Just, oh, Christy's just so narking you, on her just friend. Just so you here. can learn. See, just so you can learn. <laughs> she does everyone do it with a learn. smile on her face. Does everyone <laughs> want to learn, though, Laura? Really? No, does they don't. everyone I can't want say to no. learn? That's how we know it's your pet peeve that you're like. I'm gonna, but it, I'm gonna case this. It's like it bothers you. It doesn't bother me. It bothers you enough to like. To correct them. Yes, but that's but it's in a good way because you you would want to know the right way to say no, it. No, I could care less. <laughs> so Christy asked me one time so what her pet peeve was, is that I correct it. And I no. told my I told her that mine was when someone walks oh. across the street or the parking lot in an angle, you know, oh. and not straight across, uh-huh. so it takes them forever. Wait, the shortest at- distance between two points. Exactly. Of the yes, that was you're like me, me, right? Or no, you think literally she's like walking. no, the shortest distance between yes. two, two points, points is a straight, straight line. line. But she's, she's with me. Across. No, she's not. You want to walk at an angle across and That's go slow. That's the shortest point between no, two she, points. No, only if we're going dime, at that only angle. Going yeah. at your, Let me show you with this board. Show she's us. saying she wants to walk. Here's the store doors, right? Uh-huh. Boom, boom, boom. Debbie's going to walk this line. Go yes. straight. Turn left in here. Yeah. Christy's oh. going to go boop. Well, because you're... Okay, so I'm with Christy here. See? Because the shortest distance is to go to, at the angle. But you're thinking of myself. Yes. And I'm not, th- <laughs> so I'm with Debbie in the sense yes. that if it's a, if it's, if it's your car coming, you have to go 
at the you don't have to perpendicular do angle. So she angle. will change it based yes. on thinking of Others, the cars yes. that are coming, uh, and you'll yeah. go Here's straight across. Yes. Me. I, won't. Yes. I need <laughs> to go into Walmart, and I need to get my so cereal, I thought and I need of Christy yeah. because day before yesterday, Did you I do it? am I am driving, and there is a woman. Oh, I was hoping I am between. <laughs> I'm between two rows of cars, and she is literally walking like across like that i am there sitting She's on this diagonal you're oh, waiting and she it's a major diagonal like oh. she literally spends a bunch of time in the middle Industry. and i'm just sitting there as i'm thinking of chris you uh-huh. should video and yep. be like i'm getting I should angry have. with so this I always lady go at the angle the shortest distance at the angle until uh-huh. if there's a car coming though then you gotta, you gotta go adjust across. your angle yes. and go perpendicular because i probably yes. do that yeah. i just don't think about it. i just know i'm going on the diagonal or run i that run is- Okay, I can't okay, say when people no. walk. I'm thinking oh, of things. She was walking slow. Uh-uh, you, you don't, don't walk return slow. your grocery cart. Oh, that's a pet peeve of mine. Yes, Big time. I don't like that. That's rude. That's that is not rude. Helpful. Yes. There's a grocery cart attendant. That is his only job is to go retrieve the grocery cart. But carts. from the actual I'm talking about things. in the middle of the street. Oh, not, they're not returning. Do you leave it in the parking lot or do you put, it, put it in, in the, the thing in yeah, the parking lot? Yeah, you return lot. it. You return it then. That's right. You're returning it. You're good. Who's close? I thought fire was coming out of y'all's mouth towards me on the Or speaking of crossing the street too, like when you you are waiting on someone, even if they're going the correct way. Stupid yeah. slow. Or they're on if their they're phone. Go- or they're just like, I just want you to just pretend that you're like in a hurry. Yeah. Just like, I do. Go- like sometimes I'll just like pump my arms a little bit. Just like skip and wave. Skip, Always skip. wave. A wave. Listen, people. And smile. Bill says, I'm not waving at them because they didn't wave at me. Well, who, this is the circle. Someone has to start. Someone has to start. And don't expect them to wave back a wave and a smile is a gift that you give someone else do Aww, not ever expect someone Lord, to wave back. that's from a movie a so wave and sweet. a smile it is a wave and a, a smile. smile i'm gonna look at you with a wave and a smile a yeah a but smile. just don't expect somebody to give it to you back just wave a smile love on them and then just just don't expect them to give it's okay if they don't return it you're just like giving them some like French, I love Madagascar. I love that. Madagascar, a wave and a smile. A wave and a it. smile. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, sweet. I love that. Okay, here we go. Number four. You're too much on your pet peeve. We gotta oh, keep man, moving. I think God. it's great. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> the noisy narrative is about cutting through the noise and getting to the heart of the matter. What is your narrative right now? Kind of a fill in the blank, blank narrative. What season are you in? Uh, just piggybacking on that, just like, just loving each other. I think the world right now, we're so divided, which we talked about already today, but we're so divided. And this is how people are going to see us differently is Christians, loving, good citizens. You could even say good citizens, Christians and good citizens, like just loving each other. Like everyone has a story and someone's story is opposite someone else's and doesn't make either any one of them wrong. Mm -hmm. Like. They have their own journey and their own path. God is helping them, dealing with them. And this other side is the same way. Like there are um, Christians and loving people on both sides of the aisle. Mm. You're talking specifically, yes, politics probably a lot of times. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I know I asked somebody the other day, books. I asked a mom, books. so if you're not books. <laughs> <laughs> so if you had to pick for your kid being a Republican or a Christian, which would you pick? And she couldn't answer the question. Oh, gosh. Because she thinks answer. there aren't any Christians that are Democrats. Surely she misunderstood the question. No, hopefully. Yeah. I repeated it a couple times. She did not. She did not understand. I mean, she did not misunderstand. Let's uh, pause on that one and just take a moment. So if you're one of those listening right now and you're going, that question throws you. So ask it again. Uh, okay. If you had to choose 
your kid can either be a Republican or a Christian. Which would you choose? But they can't be both. Which would you choose? Where did you come up with this There's question? There's no way anybody <laughs> would choose. They did. They could not answer. They said, I can't answer that question. There's no way you can answer that question. Because they don't think they. You can't. You have to, If you're a Christian, you have to be a Republican. They coexist. Is their mind. They, yeah. They, mm-hmm. It's the same. Okay. Yeah, that's their thinking. Okay, people. Okay, moving on. Here we go. <laughs> I thought it was a great question, but she was like, no. It was a great question until we heard her answer. And it was not a good question anymore. (laughs) Okay, you are in heaven. You're at your funeral. You're looking down. What do you hope people say about you? And you cannot say that she was a good and faithful servant or... Love Jesus. Because we know that about you already. We're assuming that. We're making an assumption. To something specifically Laura-esque. They miss me so much. Oh, you want to be missed. They're going to be so sad. So Christy wants a party. Oh, Laura no. wants a tear jerk and a wake. I still, I Laura want both. wants a wake. Can, I have both? <laughs> Can we put lanterns on the little river for no, Laura's I've honor? Been, I've been to a wake. I, that was that was too much. All the chanting oh, yeah. and things. I you want them to be so sad. They're gonna be so. They're gonna miss me so much. Like boxes of Kleenexes for everyone. Yes. Person. Don't put At on the eye seat. makeup. You're gonna be Every so seat. sad. Gonna, no, I'm gonna be in heaven. She's gonna, gonna be, be gone already. You're gonna be sad when I'm gone. I'm gonna be in heaven. Don't do the math. Oh, on you're gonna any die first. Let me be sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, no one's dying. Jesus is coming back and getting all of us. We're gonna be in heaven oh, together. Okay, well that could happen. That's what Christie's decided. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, that was it's so happening. good. These were great. These were great. <laughs> <That's> so fun. <laughs> She's Christie's doing the wrap up sign. Let's go. Uh, but Time to Bill, wrap up. Bill's gonna forget. So I want victory in Jesus and um, <laughs> at your funeral. You yeah. want victory and what do you want to wear? Um, Give your outfit. Mama already has her outfit picked out. She took me to the closet and she was like, "It's not very Baptist of me." When I die, this is what I want you to dress me in, and the playlist that I want is in the uh, top part of her dress, like where her bosoms are going to go. She has like the piece of paper with the songs that she wants. Oh, Oh, and she told me what picture to put out of her. What are her songs? I don't remember now. They're in the bosoms of her dress. I'll find that out. She she doesn't have to remember. Doesn't have to remember. Yours are victory in Jesus. And what else, Laura? I'll I'll fly away. That's going to be one of mine. I do like that. I love I'll fly away. I'll get back to you. I just, I just, I just lost it. So, but you want to be, you want to be cremated, you said? Let's talk about that. very Baptist of me. But let's talk about that next time. Cremation. I didn't know people were like. kind of creeps me out. Well, my dad wanted to be cremated and my mom was so against it. And so I basically, because my dad, we knew he was passing, you know, he knew it was coming up because he had Mm -hmm. cancer. So he made all those plans too Mm -hmm. for us and everything documented in a folder and all that. And my mom was like, it got to that part. She's like, no, I don't believe in that. And he's like, but I want to be cremated. She goes, No. I don't believe in it. I had to look at my dad and go, dad, this is for the living. This is not for you. That's a good way to put it. Oh, so she, because you, no, we didn't cremate him. I said, you're, you're getting to go live with Jesus and have a good time. And we're here without you. But his earthly body is going to be raised for sure. And he won't have this much put together. I mean, there's people that die in fires and all that stuff. God can just, Jesus will just snap and all of a sudden right. he appears. So it's okay if I get it's, cremated. It's absolutely okay if you get cremated. Your soul is not an organ of your body. It's not a part of your body. Mm. It mm. goes off. Jesus has it in his hand. Okay. Mm. He's got you. He's got the whole world. He's got hand. the whole world. That'll be it. Your funeral. Or the kids will sing it at mine. Like that one too. <laughs> Okay, well, that was a fun ending. Mm-hmm. We went a, a little cray cray today, but hey, um, 
Welcome You're back, back to school, everybody. We're back. Season three. We are back. Go out and check out those library books. Oh, my goodness. And we have new technology equipment, so hopefully this sounds a lot even better than it did before. We'll see. We'll see if it was money hopefully. well spent or if everybody's going to be like, no, Debbie, it wasn't. And we can't tell any difference. <laughs> but anyway. All right. That's it from us from Noisy Narratives. We're excited about season three and what's coming, everybody. Um, and we will talk to you later. But until next time, this is Noisy Narratives out. Bye. Life can be a